and welcome to Backing Paper, episode number 79 for the end of June. There you go, get to know the date now. What an exciting Ooh. development. Who knows where this will end? Um, and I'm here with my most favourite person. It is the wonderful Rachel. <laughs> Rachel, how are you, my dear? Hello, I'm all right, thanks. It's uh, it's uh, it's actually cooled down quite a bit. We've had more thunderstorms, lots of rain. Um, so the the hot and heady days of summer seem to now be behind us, mm. <laughs> um, as as is what happens in the UK. Um, but yeah, there we go. That's that's where we're up to. I've uh, had a busy week, been busy working. Um, lots of lots of things starting to kind of like filter through into the inbox now and and people getting in touch and things so that's all exciting I have uh, have some exciting plans in the pipeline and um, yeah but um, mainly things I probably can't talk about just yet you know you look I you know um, I was gonna say I know that you love it when I just sort of like tease these things and say oh yeah well <laughs> these plans but I can't tell you anything about them <laughs> <laughs> it's generally best not to tell me anything about it because then I forget that they're just supposed to be being teased and, yes. um, and I'll just blur them out. Just, uh, yeah, exactly. Put uh, put your foot in them. <laughs> <laughs> but I definitely won't blurt out about anything that might be coming out this week. Yeah. <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> um, from, a, from a well-known black and white uh, manufacturers. No, you, you wouldn't tell anybody anything about stuff that I said don't say anything about. <laughs> no, I would not. I would not, Rachel. I wouldn't then, and I wouldn't do it now. Nope. Anyway, so that's, what, that's kind of like what I've been up to this week, the, the things that we shall not name. Um, and, uh, yeah, what have you been up to, Graham? I, as you said, the weather's been, oh, it's been fun this week. It's been so hot, so hot when you have to be outside working in it. Um, And it's just, it's kind of the grossest because you're getting really hot and sweaty and then working in a dusty, dusty. So I come home and I jump in the shower and the water just comes off black. Like, no, nice. Um, On Wednesday, I think Wednesday was kind of the worst. And um, I finished a bit early. And I was heading home and thinking, okay, so, you know, it's only about four o'clock. What should I do with this extra time that I've got? I thought I could, I could go out for a spin on the motorbike. And I thought, Ooh. oh, hell no, I'm not doing that. I am not getting <laughs> dressed up in all my gear and going and getting cooked in that. Um, I thought, um, I could go and sit in the garden. No, it's too hot for that. I know I could go for a walk and take some pictures. I thought, no, it's too hot for that too. It was just <laughs> too hot for anything. So... Um, yeah, that brief moment of oh yeah, here's an opportunity to take some pictures, which has been sadly lacking for me lately because it is mm. just so busy at the moment. But um, yeah. it was too hot. But no, it's nice and cool now. So who knows? Maybe That's this good. week. Might, Maybe might... this week. Mm. Yeah. We well, any... same here because uh, I think neither of us are doing that well with our cheap shots challenge. Perhaps not great, not great. But as the <laughs> clock is now running down, you know, I love the motivation of a deadline, wishing up to it, or indeed passing it at speed. Um, have you had any Your favorite th- quote? Yeah. Ooh. Have you had any thunderstorms around you, Rach? Oh yeah. Oh really? <laughs> yeah. It's been crazy, crazy with the thunderstorms around here. Marcy has not enjoyed it. I have to say, we've, no. we've had a very, very sad dog for se- several um, days, um, if not weeks, recently. Um, but yeah, they are very dramatic and have been. It's been very cool to like watch them from mm. the back, back door and stuff. But yeah, obviously we can't really get out in them and uh, and generally she's sort of cowering <laughs> so uh, yeah we have to sort of look, look after her really yeah um 
Yeah, but that's the way it goes. That is. We haven't had any of them here. I, I feel like we've oh. really missed out. We, yeah, we've not mm. really had a ton of rain here this week. Um, I saw, the reason that I was in my mind is because I saw um, our good friend Alex Purcell. Um, I mm. think he was using a box. Yeah, what was it a box yeah. camera he was using? Yes. To catch yes. a lightning. Or something really old. Yeah, I think it was a box camera actually. But yeah, it's really cool. You can you can see very distinctly um, the awesome uh, proper fort lightning yeah. as well rather than just sheet lightning, isn't it? Yeah. Very cool. Yeah, I, I think that's so cool. I, I've only tried capturing lightning once on um, film, and it just wasn't the lightning wasn't lightning in the enough. It was just lighting up the sky, mm. uh, you know, as in the, like flashing the clouds. So that, that just didn't work. Um, but yeah, Al's pictures were great. Um, I go, you'll find him at Grainy Blur um, on Instagram. I think he's been sharing his pictures there, hasn't he? I know. I think I saw them on yeah. Twitter, but I'm sure they're on Instagram. Mm. So. Mm. Um, yeah, I was a legend. Go and check out his stuff. Um, I haven't spoken to him for a while, actually. You need to drag him back oh. on here to <laughs> stress him out with emails. Uh, <laughs> and speaking of which, we have got some cracking emails to get through this week. So shall we delve into them, Rach? Yes, I was just going to say, actually, um, I <laughs> I was listening to last week's Back in Paper and it did make me laugh. Was it Frank? Who, who was it? Fred? Oh, somebody was like, every time I write in, Rachel's not there. Oh, Henry, Henry. Was it Henry? Sorry, yeah. Henry. Frank, Fred, Henry. <laughs> but, well, to be fair, I'm his sorry. emails are confusing enough because they, they have Harry and Henry. It's like, well, okay. pick a lane and maybe, also pick a name. Yeah, maybe that's where I got confused. Um, but yeah, I'm ever so sorry. And it did make me chuckle, though, because I, I was listening back to it. <laughs> I was just like, oh, yep, I'm not there again. Yeah, I blame um, Henry. I promise. It's it's like you've never seen us in the same place at the same time. Maybe we are one and the same people. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. Anyway, uh, yes, let's dive in. Shall I start? Oh, please do, Rach. Okay. All right. So this first one's called Mounting uh, from Ian Turpin. <laughs> oh, what's wrong? No, nothing. <laughs> uh, he says, hi, folks. Uh, just wanted to let you know that I wrote a post on my website a long time ago about how to mount your pictures. And, oh. There we go. Very helpfully. Um, <laughs> Graham has just highlighted it. I can see your name running backwards and forwards across the yeah. <laughs> the document. Uh, it's ianturpin.co.uk forward slash post forward slash how to cut your own mounts with hyphens between the words. I'm sure you'll put it in the show notes. I certainly like will. Yes. Um, he says, I don't have a mount cutter contraption, just a small handheld one with a, and a builder's ruler, one with a handle. Uh, it's really easy to cut mounts for anything A3 or smaller and needs no storage space. It's also relatively cheap to get into, and speaking from personal experience, it's possible for even the most ham-fisted of photographers. Hey, this sounds pretty good. <laughs> I think we fit within that parameter. <laughs> uh, I, I'm not sure that's true. I, th there's a line on here. It says, uh, cutting the mount size. Now for the tricky bit. You can take as much time as you want with this, and that will dictate how the finished product will look. Oh, I mean, that uh -huh. kind of says to me, oh, <laughs> you're going to do it wrong, Jago. It's going to be a disaster. I see. Well, no, it just means take some time. <laughs> it literally just wrote that. <laughs> anyway, um, he says, I buy my frames from charity shops because I'm a cheapskate, but also I like the, haps ha the haphazard look of lots of different frames. Me too. Me too, Ian. Um, also, Pacers uh, <laughs> is also sent a little link here to a, a website, which is called doyouremember.co.uk. Mm -hmm. um, and it says, I thought you were a child of the 80s, Graham. Or did they not have them down south? So listen, um, do you... They Pacers. Okay, so you, you are a youngster, right? So, you, so Pacers, um, for those who do not remember them, and I didn't remember they're them... They're like a penguin. No, they're more like 
um, opal fruits, but mint flavoured, and they were stripy Ooh. green and white. And now I, I probably must have eaten them at some point, but. Uh, I grew up mostly in rural North Wales, and we probably didn't have them then. And even if we did have them, I certainly did not have access to them. The, the village shop in our tiny little village did not have paces. Um, so, yeah, I think I actually did miss out on those. Um, I, you know, I have a feeling I must have eaten them at some point, but uh, no, I'm afraid it was opal fruits and chewits were the um, sweets. Cola cubes? Yeah, cola cubes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we, we yes, those we could definitely get. But these paces, um, which absolutely look like the seventies in a thing. Um, so yeah, sorry, sorry, Ian. Aww. You're just clearly considerably older than me. That's what that <gasps> is. Um, the uh, the guide on Ian's website is great. As you said, I will put the link in there. Um, it's got pictures. It's um, very step by step. There's, um, it's very well written. There's plenty of information there it's not trying to be too concise um and um, yeah i like the sound of being able to do it with just a little hand because i actually do have like a little mini handheld one that i found in the charity shop (laughs) also uh for like 99p oh really "Hmm, this might be useful um but yeah i've i've just i've just not sat down with it and gone okay how does this work and will it actually do a good job so i'm not sure it was in the original box and very look very 70s um so yeah, I'll have to fish it out and have a go maybe at some point. Okay, no, that's cool. Um, yeah, good pictures. Um, I love the fact that uh, in Ian's pictures, he's Ian's got very, very um, uh, lovely hands. Ian, very delicate hands. <laughs> and they good might job. be they might be Ian's wife's hands. That's my suspicion. Well, maybe he's a hand model. <laughs> maybe he's yeah. a hand model. Yeah, maybe that. Um, but yeah, that's great. Thank you very much for that, Ian. Okay, the next email is a cheap shots mm-hmm. challenge email. <gasps> ah, fabulous. <laughs> So you might want to actually find this email, Rich, because I didn't put it in the pages. Um, from the fabulous oh. Dean Lastoria, uh, who writes in to say, Hello, drops of golden sun. That's very Ooh. poetic. Um, economists. Oh, sorry. Economists calculate the consumer price index by tracking a standard basket of goods. This is not that basket. Nothing standard about it. Just some things around the kitchen. Ooh. I have kept the Vulcanite casket for my Calumet 4x5 camera open since the last Cheap Shots challenge, so <laughs> much of the mould has gassed off. Oh, lovely. Excellent. Not all the mould, or most <laughs> of the mould, just much of the mould. <laughs> lovely. <laughs> this is, lest we forget, Dean managed to pick up a 4x5 camera for the Cheap Shots challenge value. Uh, he did spectacularly well. That's amazing, isn't it? Which, which is remind us. I think it's under under thirty quid. Yeah, under thirty whatevers. Yeah, under thirty whatevers. <laughs> yes, exactly, Rachel. Goodness exactly. me, that's amazing. Um, the Tominon f four point five one hundred and thirty five millimeter copy lens in a Polaroid shutter has been in the sun every nice day in the past six months. Months, which in Vancouver has been twelve. <laughs> I love that he's counted everyone. The snowflake in the lens seems to have turned brown, so if not dead, the mushroom has at least been lightly sautéed. The tape sautéed, sautéed, sautéed. How do you say yeah, that? Yeah, like to to sauté. Sauté. To sauté. Yeah. Sauté. Sorry. Um, <laughs> the tape trim option has held up and not peeled away from the corners of the bellows. It is in fine challenge condition. It sounds it like sounds it. Sounds perfect. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I used the very expensive Arista Ortho Litho 3 shot sheet film, which is actually cheaper per shot than most 35mm film. 
I developed shot. yeah per shot. I developed it in Ilford DDX at one to nineteen for eight minutes. Seriously, all cheap large format photographers should get to know this stuff. I've wasted a whole box figuring it out, and that's less than a sheet of FP4. Wow, <laughs> how cheap is this film? I need Arista Ortho Litho three sheet film. Okay, we need to look into I've that. Come across it. Yeah. Have you come across it before? No, I haven't, but I will be putting it in front mm. of my face soon. Um, <laughs> I wasn't able to record shooting this. Aww. Yeah, that is a sad thing. Still locked up at home, and my daughter always needs one thing or another, which at least gives the composition <laughs> time to breathe. My home is very different from yours, and yours from there, etc. Lots of surprises. Let's ditch the standard basket of goods. We can ask more of economists, can't we? Uh, and that's from the fabulous Dean Lestoria. So let's take a look at this picture, Rach. Have you managed to find it? I have. I found the email. Oh, lovely. I, I like that it's got the kind of like co the sort of like rounded corners as well, mm -hmm. <laughs> um, with a little drop shadow behind, which is good. Um, very cool. So it's basically a. Uh, is how what how would you how would you put this? Is it a um, a composition, not a composition. Oh gosh, oh my brain stopped working. Graham, what's the word I'm looking for? I have no idea. <laughs> a composite. That was the word I was looking for, because we've got we've got the face and we've got the um, Mickey Mouse behind. Mm -hmm. No, I think it's just a random selection of weird stuff that he had in his cupboard that he shoved in a wire basket um, that have included all what? of these. Who, who's this bloke's face then? Well, that is a mystery, Rach. We will never know. It looks as though that that guy's face is, is on the same package as Mickey Mouse fed, but we cannot oh. see um, at the front of the basket. So this is a, a very close-up picture of this basket. Um, mm -hmm. It's a black and white picture, as one would imagine, from Orthofilm. Nicely toned, though, so it's got a nice warm tone to it. Uh, the, it is um, called, uh, what was it, Ortho Humbugs. Um, and right in the front of the basket uh, is a tub, a tin, if you will, of old-fashioned mint humbugs, uh, which is great. Uh, Desmona? Jesmona? <laughs> Jesmona. Yes. Uh, next to that... <laughs> I think Desmona. Yeah, ne next to that is a tub of Restorelax, which Ooh. relieves occasional constipation, which is wonderful. Indeed. Not constant constipation, but occasional constipation. Um, and what I like There's about There's a lovely this, shallow depth of field with that, isn't there, as there well? There is. So he's obviously... Off. Yeah, he's obviously used... Um, oh, let's get, get it right, Jago, get it right. Swing, swing. <laughs> He's you swing on that, right, Rach? So that, Excellent. so that just the centre, the very middle of the picture where the humbug label is in frame, but to either side of that, even though it's the same distance away from the picture, is out of focus, and the, and that's why the Mickey Mouse face behind it is in focus too, right, Rach? Have I got that right? Yes. Do I get and a cookie? Also, the paper you do, and also the paper bag. I love the, that, yeah. that, like, you can see that little edge on that the bit of the torn paper bag up there as well. Awesome. Yes. Awesome stuff. But yeah, I was a bit confused by because there's there's also a chap's face sat next to Mickey Mouse, but um, it looks like they've been sort of like collaged in, like a mm. composite kind of image. But I can see what you mean now. They're clearly on a packet of something that's also in the basket, but behind the other tins of goods. So. Hence my confusion. Yeah. But yeah, as you say, I really love the the toning 
as well in this. Mm. Um, I don't think Dean actually mentioned how he'd done that, whether it is warm tone paper that he's done with a selenium tone or something, but that's the kind of tone yeah, that you've got with look, it. Yeah, that's the look, yeah. Yeah. I, also, it's... it's um. It's a very almost pop arty picture in the sense that like it is. The, yeah. the white the, the white's the really blown out. Or yeah, soup. exactly. Sorry, not beans. <laughs> <laughs> it was definitely soup, wasn't it? Yeah, um, the the whites are very blown out. It's very contrasty, and mm-hmm. uh, a lot of the detail has gone. But it works in this image. It really works. Give it a kind of a low-fi, large format, um, fun look. Uh, yeah, really like that. Mm. Um, and, and because yeah. it is large format, there's loads there, where there is detail. There's loads of it. But um, he's been he's made the artistic choice to just let a lot of it ride and in, in post-production and I think it's really worked worked well for the image. It's amazing. Like such a simple shot in some ways. He's just thrown a lot of stuff in the basket, put it in front of the camera, tweaked how he's using the camera and taken the shot. Um, but it's given us a lot to enjoy, uh, especially yeah, really on nice. Restore Relax. Um, yeah. Great stuff. Um, I'm glad to see what you've got in your... Um, uh, basket there. Um, do you want to take this next one, Rach, from the wonderful Christian Strauch? Yes, absolutely. Can't wait. So uh, Christian has emailed in. Uh, I, I actually got a message from Christian saying, um, are you recording tonight? And I was like, we've literally just pressed stop. <laughs> uh, so that was a few weeks ago and I thought he was sent in for the next week. But um, So we've been waiting with bated breath and it's it's arrived. We have the email. Well, um, actually, I think this one's yes. completely... Uh, <laughs> Completely not regarding that at all, but there you go. Whatever oh, really? Want. Well, maybe we've got another one waiting for us at some point then. Oh, oh yes, no. I can see. This one's called the Live Aid Controversial Episode, so that must be in reference to only last week then. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. Well, Christian, you'll have to send in the other email at some point for us too. <laughs> um, he says, Dear Sunbeams, listening to episode 200 and Aid. <laughs> Very good. I was pleasantly surprised to hear Aid's voice. While still recovering from this positive shock, my brain instantly started to ask itself whether or not it was listening to a bring aid back to analogue photography intervention. Whilst I completely sympathise with the rest of the team's feelings and or fears of losing the analogue photographer aid, after listening to his reasoning, I thought that it all sounded rather logical and comprehensible. There's simply no arguing about what a person finds enjoyable which I'm sure none of you were trying or thinking, maybe except for Graham, only yeah. joking, Aha. Um, which led me to conclude that there was nothing to intervene in for about, goodness, English can be so difficult. <laughs> that was very well put together, Christian, don't you worry, we understood. Aid, I encourage you to do what you enjoy most photography-wise, and that doesn't involve film photography other than Instax, it's perfectly fine. Sorry, and if that doesn't involve film photography other than Instax, it's perfectly fine. I'm actually thinking that it'll be a lot of fun to have you back on the show regularly and to listen to your thoughts about film photography topics while being on a film photography hiatus. There's a cool German word called... <laughs> oh, thanks, Graham. <laughs> I, I didn't um, see that. So. Did you not? There's a cool German word called... I might just have to spell it. I can't pronounce this. Betreblindsheist. Betriebeinscheid? Betriebeinscheid? I who knows. Christian, please record you saying it and send that in to us. Please do. Can you do it? Yeah, as uh, as it would be pronounced. Um, which translates to something like company blindness. <laughs> okay, which basically means that if you're part of a certain process and working and working group in a com- in a company, sometimes it takes someone not involved with the process and working group to identify nonsense that you don't see because you're part of it. 
I see. So it's like wood for the trees mm-hmm. kind of thing, maybe. Or might, not quite, but yeah, I understand. Um, you'll be my analogue photography elder statesman. <laughs> I can't say the word commissionary, sunbeam from now on, until you're fully back into film photography. One quick remark, which I hope that you, Rachel and Graham, will relate to Aid, uh, since I think he doesn't listen to back in paper regularly. One place that springs to mind when thinking about where to give cameras is the Camera Rescue Project. I'm pretty sure that Yuho and the team will be delighted about Aid's cameras, which I'm sure are in excellent condition. Last but not least, Rachel and Graham and the recurring sunbeams. I'd like to thank you for keeping the show together. Your work is highly appreciated and keep cool. You'll get used to the digital aid. <laughs> uh, lots of blessings from Christian, who is uh, C underscore STR1 on Instagram. Lovely Christian. Yeah. Thank you so much. For yes, thank Christian. you very much, Christian. And I think you're yeah, absolutely right. You know, um, and as, as you mentioned, I don't think any of us were we're actually saying, you know, he he couldn't continue enjoying photography, whether that's in digital or in analog form. We're we're very open to to uh, both both here, aren't we, Graham? It's not an argument mm. for us. <laughs> no, absolutely not. Absolutely no. It's a it's the stupidest argument there was in the first place. So no, yeah. um, no, and I think we. You know, Aid has sometimes said, to us, "Oh, you know, I'm just not feeling it." And I think we, we, it was, it was an exercise more than anything else. Well, what fun things could you recommend to somebody? But yeah, um, I don't think we're going to be seeing Aid back as a regular fixture just yet, unfortunately, Christian. Um, because to be honest, as you said, the idea of having a an impartial advisor, advisor calling us out on our nonsense would be an absolute nightmare. Do you have any <laughs> idea how much nonsense there is on this podcast? <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's 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 all nonsense um but no uh so but we are hoping that he will he will be back again he is not gone he's most certainly yes. not forgotten um and yeah. we will drag him back in whenever we can but for the time being yeah i mean lot. it's it's the thing that like he like he said um on the show at the time you know it's it's just simply at the moment i think it's to do with obviously how he's feeling about analog and film photography um but it's more to do with um the situation as it currently stands you know with um his working life being very different now and him having to be on calls with people all day every day you know what what was once the sort of like pleasure of getting chance to to talk to us (laughs) is no longer a pleasure (laughs) um i don't know that if that's to do with us probably uh or if it's just because you know when when that's what you're doing all day every day anyway it becomes a busman's holiday doesn't it and Mm -hmm. uh so i think he just needs a bit of a break from that so totally makes sense but absolutely he he will be back as you say at some point in some capacity or other won't he graham he he definitely will he definitely will okay this next email we have a new emailer in which is always very exciting yeah um new emailer and this is a fairly epic email so he's making up for lost time um so brace yourselves everyone buckle in okay um, but it's going to be great. We're going to get through this. It's going to be wonderful. And this is from Billy Sanford, who writes in to say, Hello, Sunny 16 podcast. Hello, I'm Billy. writing from the Birmingham across the pond. That's Birmingham, Alabama, right, Rach? Oh, uh, I, th- I don't it's know. One, I thought, one of the few places <laughs> no, <it's> across the <laughs> pond. <laughs> gotcha. The big pond. The yes. big pond, yes. Not the, lo- <laughs> not the local dirt pond. Down, um, down the end of the road. <laughs> it's, the only, it's one of the few bits of geography I know is that Birmingham in the States is in Alabama. Um, after having listened to the efforts to rekindle AIDS analogue fire, 
Uh, <laughs> I wish him the best on his photographic journey, but decided to write in for two reasons. First, my own journey has been going in the exact opposite direction. After a decade of advancing as far as I felt I could with any sort of fiscal responsibility in accumulating cameras and lenses, I treated myself with several workshops over the last 18 months that allowed me access to the best experiences, using even higher level professional equipment and shooting alongside professionals who've made their career in photography. There were different genres, but the difference between prof professional work and my hobbyist experiences to that point were most notable in two sports-related workshops where I was able to use Canon's top cameras and lenses to capture fast action by world-class athletes. Oof. So, wow. I know, that's pretty cool, isn't it? I mean, we keep yeah. saying that workshops are always a good use yeah. of money, um, especially so Rachel's, just, you know, so you know. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. So there I was, giddy on the sidelines, capturing images with focus, metering, exposure and stabilisation all occurring simultaneously and multiple times in a fraction of a second. Okay, and that's not like me. No, no. <laughs> and when it was over, I was in awe back in the hotel room at the 2,000 images I had from the event. <laughs> And then wow. I was less in awe. 2,000 photos, many of them essentially of the same moment in time. There was a lot of culling and editing to do. But then the deeper sinking feeling that while I played some minor role as it relates to the comp composition and framing, to the degree that I was allowed to move around the field, otherwise I didn't play a very significant role in these images outside of pressing the shutter button. While it was tremendous and to a degree represented reaching what I had up to that point considered to be a sort of mountaintop of photographic experience, I can't deny that there were elements to it that were both soul-crushing and unfulfilling. We are all on a journey, and it sounded to me as though Aid is at a place where he wants an image. He just wants the path of least resistance, and certainly that path has been well formed in this digital age. And I understand that part of it that part of it, and the time constraints with small children. It is a wonderful time to be alive when we can snap a quick photo of our child's achievement at school and instantly share that moment through social media with all of our friends and family around the world. But for photography as a hobby, and certainly any kind of artistic pursuit, it was clear to me that I needed to take a step back and insert more of myself into the process, to almost embrace a path of maximum resistance to be more deliberate, to focus more on making pictures than taking pictures. It doesn't so sound as though my experience would change Aid's perspective any. I hope he continues to make photos in any form, but as a tiny part of the film community, I also selfishly hope that he does have a little room left for analogue in his life. There is strength in numbers. <laughs> This leads me to the second reason for writing in, and it relates to the question from the last appropriately titled section of backing paper. The listener asked about way, different ways you ruined film. Uh, yes, um, that <laughs> was... Who was um, that? I think that was John Michael Mendeza who asked that. Ah. I, I'll have to have a look at the last week's show, but I think it was. Um, as I set out on my journey to step back into film, to be more deliberate throughout the process, the local college was offering a black and white film class. There would be seven sessions more focused on shooting than processing or printing. We would have the film developed by a local lab. 
Well, the class was cancelled due to lack of enrolment, but I went forth on my own undeterred. Well done. Yes. Excellent work, Billy. I shot film in my youth and still had my 35mm SLR. I shot a few roles and had that local lab develop them. I was intrigued immediately. On my first outing, I shot both film and digital with the same lenses just to compare. The digital images were stunning. I was in a sunflower field in bloom and there were dark clouds and a storm approaching. Mm. The lab had been a bit sloppy in their scans. There was mm. a fair amount of dust and lint. Yet somehow that appealed to me. That unique quality... Quality? Quality? quality. That's interesting. <laughs> How random that there appears to be this fibre off to the side here. You'd probably <laughs> never be able to do that intentionally. For some reason spoke to me. Additionally, although I used the same lens, the bokeh just seemed to have some sort of otherworldly quality to that the digital image lacked. The way the sky just melted into the trees in the background in increasingly darker shades of grey. I'm failing to describe it well, but just know that it was an early indication that I needed to travel this path a little further to see where it went. After a few more outings with the lab development, we were suddenly in the middle of a global pandemic. I, I, I think I've heard of that. I had been mildly interested in learning about development before, but suddenly my hand was forced to acquire the materials and skill to continue down my path. After a few successful outings, as some are wont to do, I decided to venture a little further in the deep end with medium format. <laughs> so, with a borrowed Hasselblad and the Ooh. first roll out of a five-pack of 120, I ventured about an hour away to a quaint village with buildings nearly 200 years old to ply this new trade. That's pretty old in, in the States. Yeah. I was quite keen to hurry back home and develop the first results of my first role and enjoy all of that glorious resolution gained through manual focus and exposure. Thumbs up. My attempts with 35mm had gone smoothly. I had not needed to sacrifice a role to learn how to thread the reel as all of the videos had suggested. Even my devil may care attitude towards exact times and temperatures had not caused any grief to this point. Oh no, okay. you can almost hear where this is going, can't you? <laughs> I, I can feel this slide just happening now. Yeah. I'm like, oh, okay, go on. So I was certain that having a film stock of greater width and shorter length was only going to make the whole process even more effortless. There's not even a canister to crack open after all. I rushed into my blacked out utility closet and got to work loading the 120 onto the reel. It was not effortless. <laughs> it wasn't staying on track. It was crimping. I was twisting the reel, but the roll wasn't advancing. After about 45 minutes of struggle, I threw the roll into the tank and put the lid on, turned out the light and walked out into the other room, finally deciding that I was going to have to sacrifice a roll and practice in the light. So I ripped open another roll and went to work. Flawless on the first try. <laughs> Everything lined up, nothing jumped out of the track, nothing crimped and the roll was fully loaded in just a few twists. I took the reel back into the closet, took the roll out of the tank and went back to work with renewed confidence that I was going to complete my mission with these, e with these images. 
but immediately it was clear that it still wasn't working. Was this just a bad roll? Was there some sort of 120 related version of cutting the lead from 35mm that I had not done and didn't encounter in the light? Something to do with the tape that connects the roll to the spool or the, uh, uh, oh, there's backing paper on 120. Oh, there we go. I was like, is there a load of backing paper on? With sickening, gut-wrenching trepidation, I reached out to turn on the closet light. There, on the floor where I had thrown the backing paper, lay the now exposed 120. In my hands, wrapped around the developing reel, was the slick, film-like feeling backing paper. (laughs) Thus, two rolls ruined in a single outing. (laughs) Yeah! I'm sorry this was so long, but I wanted to share since the two last two episodes related so well to my current journey. Both <laughs> AIDS experience specifically, but to the wider photography community in general. All of our paths are a little lonelier now, even more so for those in the analogue world. I suppose so. Th- uh, I suppose. So thank you for making it a tiny less lonely. If Graham was wondering whether it was his self-imposed sense of obligation to continue producing the podcast, I wanted to respond with a resounding yes. Uh, I have yet to progress to the darkroom, printmaking and large format steps of this particular journey, and Rachel has already distracted me into researching cyanotypes. She does do that. So... Just again wanted to share my own experience to contribute to the contribute to the ongoing conversation, but also to say thank you for doing the show. I am a recent new listener and have really been enjoying and appreciating it. I hope you are all well and thank you for taking the time to indulge these ramblings. From Billy Sanford. Thank you very Yay, much, Billy. Billy. Uh, that was a lovely email and <laughs> a great story, well told of utter darkroom disaster. That yeah. that is one that I don't. I'm I'm sure it has definitely happened to other people, but uh, I think that's the first time I've heard it <laughs> shared. So thank you. <laughs> um, I, I listen. Everybody knows how much I love hearing disaster stories. <laughs> they they bring me more joy than they should. I'm I'm maybe broken, um, but no, that's great. And really interesting to hear um, Billy's reason for shifting from digital mm-hmm. to film. Um, I think mm-hmm. it speaks to a lot of us, I would imagine. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I think um, one of the very first kind of times of coming when I was uh, coming back to film for me was was around this idea, not shooting with super high end kit or anything like that, but um, that I'd. I'd bought myself um, a digital camera for my 30th birthday and decided that um, I was going to take that away with me. And I we went to Scotland and I think I took about, probably about 1,800, 2,000 photos whilst we were away. Um, and that was for maybe like four days, five days, <laughs> something like that. And I've literally never looked at them since. Um, <laughs> I got I got back and... And it was very similar to to what Billy was saying. You know, it was like, oh, actually, what I was trying to do was trying to hang on to those moments. I was I was trying to kind of like just kind of capture everything because I was terrified, absolutely terrified of lo- of losing anything or, or missing out on any any element of that at all. Um, and I realised that actually, it, conversely, it ended up meant it 
ended up meaning that I was missing out on more because I wasn't part of that moment because I was just shooting it from behind a LCD screen <laughs> rather than actually looking at it, enjoying it, being actually in that moment. So that was very much the like trigger for me to kind of go, huh, I need to look at this again. Mm. Yes, photography is something that's really helping me because uh, at the time I was dealing with a lot of grief and things, but it was, so it was really helping me in one sense, but I realized that the medium wasn't right. You know, like the, the digital kind of like aspect of it wasn't actually what I wanted to be doing. It wasn't healthy for me. So I realized that actually film and analog was going to be a much better way of me getting to use photography as that um, tool for, for dealing with all of this. But, but it was going to help still make me more involved in the moment and that whole obviously slowing down etc but as he said you know making photographs as opposed to just taking thousands uh makes a big difference to that whole experience of that and what what you get from it so so yeah it was it was quite quite similar and it's nice to um have heard billy's um you know experience own experiences and own journey of as to how he's he's come to it as well because yeah relatively similar similar i guess uh, in terms of reasons and things so yeah it's been really good to have a listen to that thank you so much for for writing in billy and uh and yes i have i haven't loaded up 120 backing paper onto a reel before but as you say graham i i know that it's been done um but i think one of my my favorite for want of a better word <laughs> ways that i managed to ruin film was um was when I changed from a Patterson tank to an AP tank because mm-hmm. uh, I, I have I have several of each now, uh, obviously for workshops and things. But I didn't realise that they were going to need a different amount of chemistry. Oh no! Between the two different tanks, yeah. So I was like, oh yeah, it'll it'll obviously be the same amount for one twenty, you know. Um, obviously, it wasn't even a question or a thought in my mind. And then when I took it out, I was like. Why does it look like Neapolitan ice cream? Which somebody else mentioned. <laughs> yes, actually, <laughs> which I was like, that's exactly what it does look like. You're like, huh? It's like it's mad stripe all over the top. <laughs> yeah, no, it, um, it it was actually Ian's email last week that mentioned about oh, film players, and uh, yes, he did indeed yeah. use that exact expression. The uh, yeah. putting not not putting enough developer in for that Neapolitan look. Yes. Yeah, and yeah, so I just I'd never even considered the fact that. Because I was like, well, it's it's a standard format and it's a standard size, you know, like the size of the film hasn't changed. But I didn't take into account the fact that because obviously the tank itself was made by a different manufacturer, that the the uh, actual volume of liquid needed might be different. So, yeah, that was that was what happened. But I only did that once because <laughs> yeah. I was like, yep, going to make sure I, uh, I absolutely check before I before I pull the chemistry in that I've got enough. So always check that, guys. Yes, absolutely. There's so many ways that we can mess it up. It's kind of amazing, oh, yeah. especially for people like me, that it doesn't get goofed more. <laughs> I, I did like the um the one of the closing sentences where he says, if Graham was wondering whether it was worth his self-imposed sense of, of obligation to continue producing the podcast. <laughs> um, uh, one, considering he's not been listening for very long, he's quite astute. <laughs> um, but uh, we, not only are we not going anywhere, but we... we <laughs> We are moving rapidly towards new stuff coming. Um, we're grounding in. We're like, hell yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're digging in. And um, yeah, hopefully actually in the not too distant future, 
I've got some stuff coming, which um, I think we're all uh, quite excited about. Yeah, <laughs> not, whether or not it's justified, but we're all quite excited about some of the t- stuff that's coming. So stay tuned for that. Um, Rach, having I've just mm. read for so long. Do you want to take this next one from the wonderful Ian Wallace? It's yes, another Cheap no Shot Challenges one, actually. <gasps> Exciting stuff. Okay, so Ian has written in to say, Hi, Sunbeams. Please find my groceries challenge image attached. Oh, I need to have a look at these. I haven't seen them yet. Um, I've had quite a bit of fun with the challenge, thanks. Rachel might be happy to hear that I even did some planning. I am so happy to hear that. That's awesome. Um, Okay, it says, I used an old Ilford Sportsman of a type that can be easily picked up for less than £10. This one was in need of repairs as the shutter release was jammed. Having fixed that, I loaded it with HP 5+. I created a number of very different ideas, and on seeing the negatives, um, oh, processed in ID11, which I use, one-to-one, I was happiest with the pictures of the two stacks of cans attached, which can work alone or as a pair. Mm. Interesting. The images are about groceries, but also our dependence on their supply and its fragility. Yeah. They also capture something about fitting and not fitting in, which seemed right for the times. Indoors with natural light at f2.8 and almost at the closest focus, the lens was at its limit and it shows. <laughs> I've recorded a short yes. audio statement as requested, but if this never goes beyond your ears, I will be very happy. Regards from Ian Wallace and Ian's on Instagram and Twitter at Ian, I-A-N, underscore, on a hill road. There we go. Thank you so much, Ian. I'm just going to have a little look at the image. Got to go back to the emails. Yeah. Do you want to tell us a little bit about them? Yeah. So I really like both of these images. These are very elegantly shot images. So you've got um, a stack, a pyramid of uh, canned food. Uh, We've got some kidney beans in there. Actually, it seems to be almost, they're all red kidney beans. Holy moly. Ian, yes. why have you got so many tins of beans, kidney beans? Maybe he just enjoys veggie chilli. Yeah, okay, that's fair enough, fair enough. But, um, and yeah. also, you know, in the midst of a, a global pandemic, it, you know, that's what maybe... What's maybe he going to do, two, fart two, it away? Four, five, six. That's maybe like six meals. You can make them all at once and then stick them in the freezer, you know? That's true. Okay, <laughs> fair enough. Um, so you've got this nice reflective um base that they're sat on. I guess it's a table or or a, perhaps a kitchen surface thing, and a very plain <laughs> white background. So, so sorry, have you, have you clicked through between them? The two, yes, I have. Yeah. Ah, it's <laughs> so cute. I love it. It's so and, cheeky. Yeah. And um, so you, you've got this pyramid of cans, but one can is missing from the second layer. It's a four, uh, well, five-layer pyramid. It's very impressive. Um, mm. And in the second layer up, there's a can missing. So there's this tension in the image because to, the two cans are fallen in. It's the ones above that are holding in place. I'm I'm genuinely quite impressed just by the um, balancing act that's going on here. Yeah. It, it looks unbelievably precarious um those physics i don't know how those physics are working but they're they're kind of i guess there's some you can see where the triangles are right but it's still like you say very precarious on the edge yeah it's stressing me out (laughs) and so you've got these two near identical pictures the one with just the space where the um the can of kidney beans would be and in the other one there's just a teeny little can and tiny little can in this place not filling the gap and not supporting those around it of beans not of kidney beans. Not of beans, of bolognese sauce, indeed. Oh, Italian tomato paste. Oh, sorry. And yes. some. So uh, <laughs> I, I love the um, meta commentary that Ian yeah. sort of put with this. I can certainly see it. And I, also, I just love 
I love the elegant simplicity of the image. It's very well put together. I love the how he's positioned the cans of beans within the frame. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, very nicely done. And yes, the image quality te- on the technical level, like as he said, that that camera was being pushed to its limits. <laughs> it's an Ilford Sportsman. It's and its limits are not not high, but it looks great. I it love looks it. great. I, yeah, I think that is fab. Yeah, really really nice. And I love that um, just because of the way that I ended up looking at it, flicking between them. You know, I was like, oh. It's like, it just needs a little sound effect to go with it when you look at it and then it suddenly appears yeah. in the second shot. Yeah. And we've got the audio. So the audio we will obviously be saving for our show when yeah. we'll be putting everybody's bits of audio from the Cheap Shots Challenge together. It's yeah, stuff. absolutely. And you've still got uh, a week, a week left where you can um, get, well, just over a week, actually, because we said the end of the first week in uh, July. So you still got time to get stuff in, get your two pictures into us. Um, and if you fancy doing us scooting us a bit of audio as well of your um, adventures whilst doing this, we would love that too. We've had, I think, yes. three or four in now, so that's great. Yeah. Um, uh, so, yeah, get your pictures in. Um, that would be great. And we'll be looking to um, judge those and get everybody, uh, get them all together at, probably at the end of July, I think, is when we'll do that. So um, that'll be fun. We'll We'll get, we'll get a groceries expert in to judge them. I don't know. I'm sure we'll, that bill, do, but we'll figure something out. Do we do we have a deadline actually? Uh, like I said, I think if we we're going to say the Sorry. end end of the first week in. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. I'm so oh, sorry, Rachel's just exploding. Um, <laughs> so end oh, of the first. So let's say. Hmm, the end of the photo. It's a bit weird with weeks and that. Let's say... Yeah, because it was originally going to be the end of June, wasn't it? And and we've not... Yeah, and, and yes, then the we've realised that actually things have changed. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know what? I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be super generous. I'm going to say the absolute final deadline cut-off is Saturday the 11th of July. So that's actually the end of the second week uh, in July. So um, for being too good to you people, I know, but... What can we do? We're just too big-hearted. Um, Saturday the 11th, which also goes for you, and, and Rachel. And I was going to say, and we're so ahead of the game. Oh, you know, God, like... so ahead. It really... <laughs> talk, talk, talking to Claire, she said, oh, yeah, I've got a plan. I've been storyboarding. I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> I hate when people do this properly. <laughs> I think we both like went, oh, God, <laughs> at that time. Like, I really love it when when the plan com- when a plan comes together. Um, but equally, at this point, I don't have a plan. <laughs> No, so, no. Uh, yeah, that's quite stressful. Yeah. yeah. Right, we've got one last quick email here, and it is from the wonderful Paul Friday. I was kind of looking at the email. I thought, oh, is this going to be a poem just because of the shape of it? But it Ooh. wasn't, um, which is sad. Oh. Come on, Paul. Oh. Um, uh, it's entitled <laughs> Aid Aid, and it says, uh, Dear Sunnies, so our aid likes instant prints, panoramic formats, digital sensors, and sharing with his daughter. What he needs is a pukey bear cam, which incidentally is not the brand name. It is not a pukey bear cam. I just got one as a present, which is bizarre, but I love it. And I'm loving it. Um, Click the link. You'll see what it is. I'll be posting a review of it soon. So what this is, this is the My First Tech, My First Camera Instant. It is a 12 megapixel child-friendly digital camera, which prints to thermal paper this is genius so thermal paper is the same kind of paper that you get in um 
your receipts are printed on. So it's black and white. It's the receipts, isn't it? Yeah. Yes. So it's like when I went to super. Tesco. Yeah. So it's super cheap. You you get a roll of this stuff. It's a super cheap way of making. Oh, the quality is what the quality is, but. This is for kids. Um, you know, there's there's like lines in it and stuff like that. It's super lo-fi. Um, you know, you, you've got the scan lines on it. But so if you if you imagine the camera that basically you can then print your pictures out onto receipt paper, that's what it is. I think this is great. Oh, it's fab. <laughs> I love kind it. of quite well with myself yeah. now I've seen it. Um, <laughs> yeah, I love it. And I think as an idea for giving to kids, because... You know, we talked, you know, and Aid was talking, wasn't he, about the fact that yeah. giving his daughter um, his Instax camera is, you know, it's great, but it's expensive. Um, not this, though. Um, yeah, That's I fun. really love this. What a wonderful idea. <laughs> I, I've never seen that. And um, Oh, it's so cute. Yeah, love it. And yeah, it, Definitely and it, we need one of those. Yeah, and it is um, a... a um, uh, what, what it doesn't actually say what the frame size is, but it looks as though it's um, two to one, doesn't it, Rach? More or less. Yeah. Right, maybe six not by nine. Cool. Yeah, six maybe. by nine. Maybe yes. Yeah, maybe six by nine. I don't know. It does. It, it doesn't say exactly, but somewhere around there. Um, so yeah, that looks like really great. God, loaf of Yeah, that's oh man. And they're not super. I think they're like eighty nine pounds, something like that. Um, so not super expensive. Um, it does have little ears like a teddy bear. It does, <laughs> and they, which is even more adorable. Yeah, yes. exactly. So um, and you can yeah, there there are a lot there are a lot. Of, if you have kids, um, I, I think this is definitely worth a look. I will put the link uh, in there to it. Um, I, I would say that includes an inner child as well. Absolutely. <laughs> I, I think anybody listening to this has probably got an inner child, <laughs> except for most, except for those of us that have mostly an outer child. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, um, so what's he saying? Oh, and they and you can even have sticker rolls. So they give you two rolls of th- uh, each roll is capable of printing up to sixty sheets. And they give you two rolls with it with the camera and one roll of sticker stuff, which does 36 shots. So you can make stickers with it as well. Oh, living <laughs> the dream. Living Absolutely. the dream. Well, uh, I do have a birthday coming up in a few months. <laughs> quite a few months. I mean, it is a little way till your birthday. But sure, we will put it, put it on the list, everyone. Remember what Rage wants. Um, There's also a nice uh, fancy camera on there as well. So that'd be pretty good, wouldn't it? Like, if, if there were... Uh, one of the super fancy cameras and a pukey bear cam ace. Yeah. <laughs> I think they would cover both parts of my personality nicely. It certainly would. It <laughs> certainly would. Um, so that's it for emails this week. Great work, everyone, as always. And we love to hear from the new emailer. We love to hear from Billy. If you have not, if you've been thinking, oh, should I send an email? And the answer is most definitely yes. Take a leaf out of Billy's page and write in with your adventures because we love hearing from you. Um, yeah. Speaking of uh, emails, uh, well, and the end thereof, seamless, thank you, Graham. Um, we, I've also got some um, snail mail coming this week, a paper, Ooh. paper-based email. Um, and this came in from uh, a previous emailer who we've just been referring to, Ian Wallace. Um, Ian writes in to say, Dear Sonny's, you were talking about George's mini zine on the show recently, um, and I thought I would like to send you my little mini zine I made in January. As it's only one A4 sheet, I used a leaflet printing company to produce it. That's my tip for producing this type of zine. The leaflet company printed from a PDF of my designs. 
very of my design, very cheap and surprisingly good quality. Hey presto, moments in Motherwell, my first zine. Fantastic. Th this zine is just a little time capsule of my experience of Motherwell. I was working there last winter and would arrive on the overnight train. Sometimes stay a night and return to London. The winter days were very short, the light terrible, and I often saw the town only in the dark. I carry an Olympus trip with me, and after a few visits, I had this little collection of images. I wanted to try to do something with them to show the workplace in an interesting way. Enclosed are a few folded and unfolded copies for you to share. Um, loving the show for me, and thank you very much, Ian. So this is very cool. Um, it's all black and white. And mm -hmm. uh, yeah, it's uh, as Ian has written. It's just a it's just not it's a selection of pictures that he took in Motherwell, um, mm -hmm. and it really works fantastically in this form. So it, the, it's been folded, so it just works like a little mini book. Um, you've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight images in total. Mm -hmm. um, is this I, on on how many pages? Or is it A4 folded in half? It, it, it's no, it's so it's um, sorry, a, no, no apologies necessary. So it's a single sheet of A4 printed on one side that has been um, cut um, ha half half of it's been cut in the middle, so it's slit in the middle but not at the ends, and then it folds together. It's very ingenious. Um, so and then it makes it into a little book. It's like a. It, oh. Um, I think this I is. I cannot picture it, but I, it sounds fascinating. So yeah. I'm, yeah. <laughs> it, it, it is. It is just. Yeah. It is just sort of. Basically, it is. If you imagine, Rach, um, mm -hmm. that you fold a piece of A4 paper in half. Yeah. And then cut along that the folded line in the middle. So it'll go a quarter of the way in, then cut for two quarters length, and then have the last quarter still together. So you kind of got a die. Uh, so you can kind of push it together. I'm really doing a bad job. But anyway, <laughs> you're doing a it, bad job. It doesn't matter, but it sounds fun. it sounds great. And you'll have to send me a little photo of it. Oh well, I, I will. I, see, when I send stuff to you, when I finally get around to that, I will send you a copy of this. Um, it's. I think it's fantastic because it is such an economical, simple way of mm. showcasing a small amount of work, a small number of images. Um, you said like eight, eight images. Oh, yeah, that's perfect isn't it yeah Lovely. exactly um super low cost and um, because he's had it done at a leaflet shop you've seen it's got a nice gloss finish it's a bit more robust than just ordinary paper out of the thing um and he obviously put it all together on his um you know using photoshop or whatever to just line the images all up on the thing so that they would all be in the right spot to get his eight pages there um yeah really clever really simple uh, and i think i think these single page mini zines i think that they are going to be a thing i think we're going to see more of these i'm, I'm kind of amazed that we've seen two <laughs> you like they're going to be a thing you're going to be just trending everywhere you're going to go viral <laughs> exactly this right? is be the next big thing <laughs> no i'm just i'm kind of amazed that we've seen two of them in the last month i think it is with george as well and having never seen them before and seen them now it's like oh they just make so much sense because was George's made in the same way, like in uh, the same kind of like, like folding way. Uh, similar. let me see. If, I've, got, I've got so much stuff here in front of me. Let me put my hand on George's. <laughs> I've got such a pile. I keep of... flapping it around, but I still can't see it. Obviously, it's still I audio. Crash. <laughs> Sorry, everyone. Sorry, don't worry. That's crash, crash, just... crash. 
me just you know what i probably can't put my hand to george's that's okay. bizarre because i've got so much stuff in front of me um but no so george wasn't in quite the same way it didn't i don't think it folded in quite the same way but the end result was still the same and also um i think george's was printed on both sides if my memory says me correctly so mm-hmm. yeah slightly different um God, it's really really annoying me now that i can't put my hand in it it's probably fallen off the back of my far too small desk uh, oh hang on i found it <laughs> yeah okay so uh actually so how's george done this no it is actually um although george is yeah so here we go i'm reminding myself so it is done in exactly the same way so yeah just an a4 sheet of paper with a slit down the middle of the um, piece of paper um and folded in the same way but what the reason i was thinking that george is on the back of his is because of course george <laughs> printed his on the back of the letter from downing street um uh, regarding oh, yes. coronavirus yeah, that's what that's was that great. um great. so yes um great stuff <laughs> um very cool i, I like that i just think and, and because they're such small lightweight things it's going to cost nothing, you know, it's going to be just an ordinary first class stamp to post this, no big left thing. Um, really easy to share, really cheap to share. Um, yeah, I think they're great. And you don't need many images. And because the image size is small, so the image is um, one eighth of A4, which, as we all know, is well, what size, Rach? Oh, oh, which, sorry? Oh, it's one eighth of A4. So what size is that? Um, so A4 in half is A5. A5 in, in half is A6. Is it in a half again? Yes. That'll be A7 then. A7. So A7. So the, so the images, you know, you've got quite low resolution. You, know, you can get away with quite low resolution stuff because they're small images. Um, yeah, they're Pocket a lot of size. fun. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I think they're really fun. And um, yeah, I might, you know, I'm not going to say I might look into doing one, but, but I really like the idea. Because <laughs> we do this a lot. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and between the two that you know ian have done and george and there's a lot of room for creativity in what content you squeeze even into just your eight pages and whether or not you have something random on the back as um george did very cool very cool um okay well uh i think that <laughs> that does it for me waffling on um in a way which was probably very unclear to everybody uh sorry everyone um I'm sure if you go to Ian, as you Ian um, underscore on a hill road, um, and or George G um, on the streets podcast, you hopefully they'll have pictures of what they did on their Instagram feed. So go and check those out. Oof. Um, shall we do coffee, Rach? Yeah, sounds good to me. <laughs> sounds good to me. Um, okay, so uh, do you want to say that the first one we got uh, a donation from a good friend of ours? So do you want to hear that from who's from Rach? And these are all good friends of ours. What a ridiculous statement. So we have a um, donation from the lovely Christian Strauff, uh, who obviously emailed in, who um, who we were reading his email out earlier. Uh, <laughs> I love that there's a quote with it as well, which says, for the end, in brackets, of lockdown is nigh. For the end of lockdown is nigh, copper. <laughs> Excellent. Thank you, Christian. Oh, I just think, Rach, one day, one day, maybe, you know, not too far, we will be able to sit Maybe even in the same room and have a cup of tea together. I mean, admittedly, mm. geography makes that hard at the best of times. But, this is you true. know, this at is least true. legally, legally, we yeah. can consider it now. You know, I could, yeah, we could do, lovely. this is a thing we could do. It's very exciting. Um, Adam made some cold brew, actually, this week. So that's been fun. Very nice, very nice. Mm. What's cold brew? It's co- like cold coffee, uh, but you mix it as like a thing first. And then you mix it with lots of 
uh, iced milk and stuff and ice Ooh. cubes in and things. It's a good, good summery drink. That very sounds nice. very nice. I was quite taken aback when Elliot, my youngest child, said, oh, I had a nice coffee today. Like, the what? <laughs> what? what? Hang on, how old is he? <laughs> He's um, going to be 12 in a couple of weeks. <laughs> I think I was uh, 35 before yeah. I had my first iced coffee. <laughs> I've never had an iced coffee. <laughs> Have you not? <laughs> no, no. He's far more cosmopolitan than me. Um, yeah. So there you go. Uh, I love that. Um, anyway, me looking forward to seeing you and, and having a cup of tea, our, our lockdown cup of tea, end of lockdown cup of tea uh, with you. Put me in mind of um, what are donors, because we talked about what they were missing in the last few weeks, but you know, mm-hmm. things are getting easier. So people are, are going to be starting looking forward to stuff. So we've got a few donors to say, what are these people looking forward to this week? So who are we saying thank you to this week? Okay. Um, so obviously, huge thanks to Christian. And the next person on the list is Dunstan. Oh, Dunstan. Uh, obviously, as travel is easing up, we can get around and start enjoying some of our places. Uh, Dunstan is, you know, we can get out on the rosy and looking forward to worrying about causing uh, inadvertent cultural offence when he's down in the west of England, whenever he eats scones with jam and cream. Um, so it's always... <laughs> uh, okay, Rach, hot take, uh, scones uh, or scones. Okay, first hot take, scones or scones? I say scones. Scones, yeah. Scone in 60 seconds. Um, and that's what they called that. Um, and, uh, right, jam and cream. Which goes on first? It's going to be a secret. You <laughs> coward! Oh, my goodness, you absolute well, coward. Actually, what I, would, what I would choose would be cheese. I'd go for a cheese scone. <sighs> Rachel Bruce, the right cop out queen. Yes, it no, not exactly cop out queen. It is if you like if I you get if you a get a scone, scone with yeah, right, that's fair. But if you get a scone with jam and cream put in front of you, you're not putting mm-hmm. cheese on it, are you? Which are you no. putting on first? Answer the question. I put, I put cream on first. Oh my god! See, oh, I was going to say it's obviously you put jam on first because anything else is just <laughs> bonkers, and then you're like, yeah, put cream on first. What? I mean, yeah. I, I I think it's that, prettier. You get to see the jam then. Okay, what I'm going to say is the correct answer is it depends on the consistency of your jam. So if you have a firm jam, you yeah. need to put that on first. Otherwise, you're going to be smushing that cream everywhere. If, however, you have more of a compote, <laughs> you know, a jam mm-hmm. you could perhaps spoon on, sure, you can put that yeah. on afterwards. Um, but, well, that's know. the thing, because I'm thinking the cream's proper clotted cream, right? So mm. it's pretty like, it's pretty, it's pretty like putting, uh, well, I don't eat like, cottage cheese stuff like that but it's it's like putting something pretty viscous i suppose is that the right word mm. yeah on onto something and i feel like that seems to be it would be wrong to do that afterwards to try and put something that's heavier on top of something that's lighter okay well i can see that, you I, see? that. I think it's i think it's a consistency based thing so if you have a thick okay. jam and you've got cream and then you try to spread it on you're going to smush the cream over anyway bottom of it is we don't care um <laughs> thinking next well, no clearly we do care <laughs> <laughs> as long as i get my scum with jam and cream i don't care i'll go for cheese thanks okay who next rach not cheese and jam and cream that's weird <laughs> Um, okay, next is Joe Baker. Uh, Joe is looking forward to all the sports coming back, so that he have to doesn't have to deal with, um, you know, all his male friends struggling to think of something to talk about, and you know, even worse, running into the risk of them talking about their feelings. Ah, <laughs> nightmare. <What>? These. <laughs> a risk rate but if you don't have sport to talk about we might, that's what might happen we might start talking about our feelings and then where would we end up yeah. that's a bear thinking about 
Oh, I know. I mean, how terrible would that be? You know, toxic masculinity and all of that. No. Exactly. <laughs> um, okay, Barry Carr. Uh, Barry Carr is looking forward to. I mean, I think this is uh, the most. Actually, I don't know whether they would ever reopen these. Is the return of pick and mix sweets, which even before coronavirus were a source of high excitement, adrenaline pumping, risky confectionery based Russian roulette. Um, it can, they can't bring back pick and mix, right? Because I mean, that was always where you got to catch something. Because you know that one thousand <laughs> gross children were sticking their hands in all those sweets. Oh man. Yeah, it's probably not something you want to do now. Well, this is lovely. What a lovely way of thanking our donors. Um, <laughs> as always, you've uh, knocked it out of the park there, I think. Thank you. Everybody hey, must be listen, very happy. To, no animals were harmed donating. in the making of this coffee. <laughs> so, you, listen, just be thankful for what you've got. Enjoy these enjoy these lockdown moments where no animals are being harmed. It's good. It's good. Um, thank you so much, everyone. Your support is much appreciated, and yes. especially as we said, we've got some stuff coming up, and we are going to we are going to be very appreciative of that support, and that we'll be using it for some fun stuff. So thank you. Um, that pretty much does us for this week, I think. Rach, it does. I I do have, if this is okay, I do have a little announcement to make. Ooh. Would that be all right? Uh, I'll allow it. Okay. <laughs> well, I just wanted to uh, to say that actually, as part of my um, my Patreon, um, I had uh, set up a tier called the thirty five mil uh, millimeter tier uh, to be an analog academy of basically workshops and uh, tutorials and sort of like process videos and things like that, uh, where I'm going through various different. Uh, kind of elements of analog photography, this hobby that we all love. Um, as part of that tier, I was originally also going to be doing some audio photo walks. Now, with things being the way that they are, with lockdown being lifted and things, but equally with lots of people maybe not listening to some of the rules, um, we've ended up, especially where I am uh, locally, in a bit of a hot spot. Um, so, as an alternative, what I've decided to do is to create a film developing party. Yay! Monthly. So the idea is that you would bring along your uh, tank loaded up with film or unloaded uh, if you if you fancy bringing along a dart bag as well. And virtually, we do this virtually on Skype uh, or on uh, Zoom or something like that. Um, we would be having a film developing party where you get to um, join join myself and whoever else is in uh, that particular tier in that particular group. And we do it as a kind of like community um, uh, party of film developing at the same time, bring a cup of tea, obviously keep it separate from your chemistry, but you know, it can be there definitely. <laughs> uh, and I just thought it would be a quite a nice way of actually getting to work through my backlog of film, uh, whilst also getting to see lots of lovely people's faces and have a, a chat and talk about what we've been up to or what we've been shooting, as, as well as uh, being productive and coming away with a processed roll of film because i don't know about you graham but i end up with lots of them sort of sitting there and not actually getting processed so mm -hmm. i thought well this would be a nice way of creating a an opportunity for people to do that um together and uh, that it might become kind of a nice like monthly thing for us to do so i just thought i'll announce that as a little uh, uh, a little extra something that i'm going to be doing and if you'd like to join us you can find me obviously over on my patreon page um, which is patreon.com forward slash little vintage photography. Yeah, and I hope everyone listening has gone and checked out. If you like Rachel and what she's doing and you want to support her, go and do that there. And um, 
But yeah, yeah, it's yeah. important, you know. Because... Thank you very much. Well, I look forward to seeing people at the film developing party because I think it'll be a lot of fun. I'll set up the laptop. We'll uh, we'll be able to do it as like a little video. And I'll record it, and we can we can all be processing in our own homes, in our own countries, all over the world. And I was just like, how cool would that be if we get a chance to do that together? Is it wrong that what I would most hope for is that somebody has basically a kind of a, a Billy esque moment of disaster whilst learning film and you just get to listen <laughs> to that unfolding? And, <laughs> well, uh, actually, you know, with Billy say, um, having written in, it just reminded me to say, I was like, I was, I was thinking, mm, should I mention it? Should I not mention it? And then obviously hearing Billy's email, I was like, no, I should mention this because it is all part of that community experience. We've all been there. We've all done it. We'll all probably end up in a similar situation again where we, we mess up a roll of film. But it's about being there to kind of like, yeah, okay, laugh along with, I'd say, and uh, and pick us up and keep on going and say, hey, we've all, we've all done it. <laughs> mm. I think <laughs> it'd be a lot it. of fun. It's, yeah. it's, it's like a coffee morning with cool people whilst yes. developing film. Oh, that sounds exactly. fabulous. That sounds yeah. really fabulous. That's awesome, Rach. That is absolutely awesome. Much. And you've been doing loads of fun stuff for your Patreon. Everyone should go and check it out. Um, I know how much I know how much work you're putting in for that at the moment. So, um, and like I said, Rachel just deserves everyone's support anyway. So, go do it, everyone. Um, <laughs> That does do it then for this week. Uh, we have got something cool coming out this week on the 16 Podcast. We've got a great guest. We won't spoil it for you now because we're, mm. <laughs> we're not sure which of the two people we're going to put up, but it's going to be something. So it's going to be good. <laughs> um, whoever it is, it's going to be really cool. Um, but uh, yeah, we've got, uh, got a choice of two this week to pick from. So that'd be That's very fun. Right. Uh, we will be back with backing paper again this time next week probably mm-hmm. whatever time this Absolutely. is that I finally gets out um, we will play you out as always with Remortgaging the Nest of Hairs by the wonderful Schnauzer you can find their music on Bandcamp and on Spotify and I'm sure if you went and knocked on Duncan's door down in Bristol and said excuse me do you have a CD of your music he'd probably have one he can give you too although maybe don't do that he might get cross <laughs> I don't know <laughs> didn't, didn't clear that up with him first but sure you know it's fine um Oh, Are you well, announcing things you shouldn't be announcing again? Great. Would I? Would I? <laughs> yes. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm not going to do that, but just keep an eye on what's coming out of for this week, everyone. There might be something cool. Until <laughs> we speak to you again, uh, listeners, have a lovely week. Have a lovely week.